0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the 20-something girl podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Robinson, and I am so happy you're here. Welcome back, you guys. I'm so excited to get into today's episode. As you can tell by the title, we are talking about navigating friendships in our 20-something years. I have been wanting to record this episode for a long time because I feel like I have such genuine thoughts about friendships and honestly building connections in your 20s. It can be really challenging because this is a really big period of change for a lot of people and some friendships genuinely have to go through change and it's natural and yeah. I can't wait to talk about it. Like I said, I just have been wanting to record this type of episode for a long time because I do feel like I have a lot to say on it, so I can't wait to share. But I thought, first off, I would just do a little catch up here. Um, I know I didn't post an episode last week, so I feel like there's lots to share even though there's kind of not a whole lot of updates, (laughs) but I have just been really honestly taking time and focusing on just quality time with friends and family. You know, this past weekend was the Canada Day long weekend and I was fortunate enough to be off for a few extra days than normal and I got to spend time with, you know, some family that was in town that I don't get to see very often and one of my best friends was in town who... I miss dearly, (laughs) so it's always so nice to just genuinely catch up and talk to people and have that quality time with, whether it be friends or family, but this past weekend, we actually went to a brewery in, located in, actually it's in Rimby, Alberta, (laughs) and I had never been there, I'd never heard of this place, but we took kind of a little day Our afternoon trip out there and we had such an amazing time. Honestly, I can't stop talking about it. It was definitely the highlight of my weekend, my long weekend, because it was just so nice to be on a patio and, like I said, with my family and just genuinely just catching up and taking in one another's company. I think that's so important to just take moments, especially in moments of rest, whether it be on days off or whatnot, and just genuinely soak it all in. We were able to bring our dog to the brewery, and we all sat on the patio, and it was just so nice, like, to be on a patio with your dog and your family, and it really... I don't know, coming home, it just made me feel very grateful for taking in moments like that, but it was super good. If you haven't been, I would highly recommend a cocktail brewery out in Rimby, and it was just super, super cute, and really good menu, lots of... I'm not a huge beer drinker myself, I opt for definitely a sour over beer, or really... I'm more of a cocktail wine type girl, but I will definitely appreciate a sour, especially it's kind of fitting for the environment, and they had a really good blackberry sour that I would highly recommend if you're making the trip out there, but yeah, that was definitely a highlight. We had a fire on Saturday night with, like I said, one of my best friends and her boyfriend came in, and it's just just some wholesome, genuine ketchup, and I think over the past couple weeks, I've just been having moments of, wow, I'm so happy to be here and so happy to be surrounded by genuine people and friends. It kind of really got me going into this topic of navigating friendships in your 20s. So it kind of of pushed me to make this, to kind of go for it today and talk about it because, like I said, it's something I've been wanting to kind of dive into on the podcast here. But yeah, last week we went to this, (laughs) I just have to take a moment because it's just one of my favorite places, but um, we went to Lacombe, Alberta, and we went out for ice cream. We took Uh, my dog, and I went with my sister out for ice cream to Winnie's Ice Cream Shop, one of my favorite places. It's owned by one of my really good friends, and it's just the cutest place, and if you're looking for something to do this summer that's, you know, kind of around the area if you happen to be located where I, (laughs) where I am, um, but so good. She just opened, um, Winnie's Ice Cream, And yeah, we went out there last week and took the dog. It was so nice and hot and just, yeah, would highly, highly recommend that place as well, of course. I'm talking homemade waffle cones, Earl Grey ice cream, you know, all the really, really high quality ingredients that just go into a good ice cream. So definitely go check out Winnie's in Lacombe. It's owned by my friend Paige, like I said, and just the biggest supporter over here. But as for that, like I have really made it a goal this summer to just get outside and get to these little local places and wherever I can take my dog is a plus that's one of our goals this summer is just to get ourselves and the dog out to, whether it be a patio, um, out for ice cream, out for walks, out for camping. I really want to go camping this year and just get out and take the dog as many places as we possibly can, because it's just such, such a nice feeling to be able to, you know, bring a little fur, fur bestie along with your travels. But, but yeah. Okay. I feel like that's, kind of enough rambling for me, (laughs) but yeah, let's just get into things. Let's start talking about how to navigate friendships in your 20-something years. Okay, navigating friendships. You know, I feel like we all go through a point entering our 20s where things really start to shift And that change kind of, I think, happens at different points for everybody, but specifically myself, I feel like right after high school, even in like that first year or two out of high school, things with friends really change. And it can be, it can be really, like really drastic and it feels like almost like how is, how are you going to maintain any friends? How are people going to grow through life with you when you're just on such opposite schedules? You're never in the same place. You can never get together X, Y, and Z. You know, because if you go back in high school, like that was our whole life it was high school and, you know, parties on weekends and extracurricular activities. It's just like, we were always hanging out with people. We were always, always going to school, we always kept up, and it almost kind of forced us to be in each other's life. That's what high school is, you know, it's kind of a place where really you just happen to be there, and it's really easy to show up for people because you're all at the same place anyways. And if you did extracurricular activities, then you saw them after. And it's like, you just spent so much time with friends because you guys were all on the same, same schedule. You went to school at the same times. You went to say dance at the same time. You went to the same parties on the weekends. Like it just kind of was your life. And once that kind of ends and you transition into your 20s, things really start to change. You know, some people are in post-secondary school, so their schedule is just completely different than the friend who works in the service industry. You know, at a bar open till whatever time in the morning, that schedule is going to look a lot different than someone who's going to primarily post-secondary. And that schedule is going to look different than someone who works a 9-to-5, you know, retail job. It's just, all of a sudden, people are doing their own thing. And it can kind of make you feel like you lose connection with people. And frankly, putting it quite bluntly, you do. (laughs) You really do. You kind of it's very normal to outgrow friendships. That happens sometimes really naturally or sometimes it happens where it's a conscious choice where this friendship isn't working, this isn't servicing me anymore. I can't make the sacrifice or put in the effort that is required and I won't lose anything if it kind of we kind of go our separate ways. You know, there's so many different factors when it comes to maintaining friendships especially now that we've entered our 20s and friendships require a lot of work and a lot of effort and that work isn't necessarily hard labor and it's not like oh this is so like painful to have to keep up with this person that's not the type of work I'm talking about. It's just the work and the effort to stay a part of someone's life that you genuinely care about. But in order to do so, you have to carve out that, that time in your own schedule, in your own life to find where that person and where your friendship fits in. And I think it really is such a normal struggle for people in their 20 something years. I know myself, like I definitely have gone through ups and downs with just feeling connected with people, you know, and it goes in waves. And sometimes it has nothing to do with the other person and it has everything to do with how I'm actually feeling and where I'm at in my, in my life. You know what I mean? It's just, It's so, so normal and I kind of wanted to start it there because if you're going through something and you feel like, wow, I just kind of look around and I don't have anyone by my side, it will pass and your go-to people are going to come around or maybe it's time to make a change. But, you know, I just want to normalize that feeling of, okay no one's on the same schedule, no one understands what I'm doing, you know, or where my priorities lay. So I kind of, I just thought of some things that really help navigate and maintain friendships, like adult friendships, (laughs) you know, 20-something year friendships where your schedules don't, don't force you to see each other every day and you know yeah just life gets busy and good friends can stick through it and persevere as they say but yeah I just have some some kind of points that I think help me navigate friendships and not even friendships just sometimes just honestly connections and relationships with individuals that come into my life. And I'm primarily talking about friendships, but it can be applied to, you know, X, Y, and Z. But the first thing I have here is know what kind of friendship you give and what you expect in return. I feel like a lot of the times when we're trying to when our friendship with someone is maybe growing and changing, a large part of that is how we communicate with each other. And knowing what kind of friendship and what kind of emotional availability you have to give to someone can be really helpful when we're talking about a two-way street. And knowing what kind of friendship you give. And by that I mean okay, are you the type of person that can be texting 24-7, can pick up a call anytime, can hang out every single night, like, once, and can do those things? Or the kind of friendship you give is more, you know, catch up every couple weeks, text when needed, you know, hit me up for important stuff. All of those factors really play a part in just having realistic expectations put on yourself and also for a friend as well. You know, what do you expect out of a friendship? Are you needing someone to kind of be on the same wavelength of, yeah, let's hang out every night and or text no matter what, just kind of always have a conversation going and, you know, FaceTime two times a week, is that the type of friendship you expect in return? It all leads back to being on the same page with someone and understanding how you two work, essentially, and how you guys go back and forth because if someone's expecting you know constant communication and you're able to give maybe weekly updates there can be tension that forms because you're meeting the un- you're not meeting these unspoken expectations of each other so it's huge when we're talking about being on the same page as friends and having that open communication, and understanding where each other's at, and I think that sometimes can be a painful lesson, you know, it can feel when unspoken expectations aren't being met, it can feel really disappointing, and really disconnecting, you know, when When maybe you have always had this constant communication with someone, all of a sudden they get a new job and things are changing and you guys are off, off on the same or aren't on the same schedules, you know, that's really difficult sometimes to take into consideration and to accept that change in a relationship. So I always think of my, when I think of friendships, okay, what kind of friend Am I? Like, what kind of friendship can I give? And what do I expect from people in return? And I think that's really fair to kind of analyze about your relationships and your friendships of, and really how to maximize the potential and not get those petty communication errors Sometimes, you know, we all know the petty communication errors that I'm talking about, the ones that shouldn't be a big deal, but kind of end up being a big deal because it goes unspoken for a while. Yeah, that happens. It happens to all of us. <laughs> it happens to all of us. So, yeah. Understanding the different expectations of different friends can lead to less disappointment and rejection. And I'm going to get into this point in a bit, but the understanding of different expectations for different friends. Because you can have different expectations for different relationships. That's completely normal. That is... That's very normal. (laughs) And just knowing... Those different levels of expectations and friendships can really prepare you, just set yourself up with realistic, like I said, realistic expectations on someone and yourself. I think one of the biggest things I'm learning and really try to practice with my friendships and relationships is knowing when to show up for people. You know, making sure you show up for the important things. You know, maybe you miss that wing night on Wednesday, whatever, but don't miss, you know, the grad celebration or the birthday, the milestone birthdays. You know, don't miss those important moments. I think when I think about that concept is showing up for the important things, that is really a big priority in friendships and and how I give what I give in my friendships and how I receive friendship is showing up for important things is just kind of really, really up there for me. You know, when people are going through maybe stages of grief, you know, if they've lost someone, you have to show someone that you're you're there, and I think as we get older, we kind of get so consumed in our own situations and our own day-to-day life, and it's so easy, you know, once everyone gets super involved with their work or careers... Um, throw a dog in there, kids in there, you know, partners in there. It's just so easy to be so focused on our own life that we can easily miss something really important if we're not tuned in. And I think, especially when we kind of, you know, get older, it's like so important to show that you're you are a good friend of you know your best friend whatever it's like and one of those things is that act of being there really specifically when it counts and not missing those really big moments in someone's life because honestly with friendships it's like you 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 don't want to miss them. You don't want to miss those big moments. Now, if obviously there's different circumstances where, okay, sometimes you're going to miss, miss a birthday or miss whatever, but the big things, that effort should always, always be there. And I know in good, healthy friendships, that little bit of give is definitely earned by someone knowing that you're always going to be there for them now that doesn't necessarily mean physically but at least verbally or like in spirit you're there I hope that makes sense but I just think that is so crucial to you know adult friendships and especially as we're going in as we're in these kind of funny years where everyone's doing something different and everyone has different stuff going on, it's just, yeah, showing up for people. And I think that is really something that I've tried to focus on in the past couple years because, I don't know, life has really started to happen. You know, serious things have happened to myself, my friends, and it's all individual. It's all, you know, so personal, but in moments, especially such as like grief or, you know, trauma related things, having people in your corner is so reassuring and so comforting and can really be life-changing when you're surrounded by Healthy relationships and healthy people, um, when it's appropriate, and I just think that it's the biggest act of of friendship when you show up for people when they really, really need you, and also to all the fun stuff too. But yeah, I think going along that point, I've also really started making an effort to, you know, support my friends, my loved ones by just constantly sending, sending people and doing whatever, sending messages, saying what I'm really feeling. If I'm really excited about something that they have going on, I'm going to share. I'm not necessarily expecting a text back or whatever. Um, a whole full-blown conversation but just in moments where I'm like hey I'm thinking about you I came across this made me think of you hope you're doing well blah 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 (laughs) but just to let your friends know that you're you're just cheering them on I think that's so important and very valued by a lot of people and can go a long way and it kind of ties into showing up for people but in a not physical way you know we're so lucky to have little computers at our fingertips at any moment and we see what everyone's doing all the time so it's like just cheer your friends on from the sidelines even if you're at home on the couch and they're you know doing some crazy thing miles away from you send them a note of encouragement and send them truly what's on your mind and i think that's just a way of maintaining that friendship i don't know i think over the past year or so i've just kind of come to the conclusion like even if they're just someone this is kind of going off off track but not really <laughs> But even if it's someone like I mutually follow on Instagram and I see something and it's like so cool, they're putting themselves out there, it's just like awesome don't be afraid to tell someone that you're cheering them on. That's the biggest like compliment and form of flattery I just don't be afraid to put yourself out there and constantly throw out encouragement and thoughts where where they are, especially if they're, you know, specifically if they're positive and uplifting, you don't know what that's going to do to someone's day. Because I know when friends text me out of the blue, like, Hey, I'm thinking of you. That truly means something to me. I truly do really value that because, um, I know all my friends have super busy schedules and I know that we are all in, you know, different places and different, schedules whatever but it really goes a long way and I really appreciate it and I like how that makes me feel when people send me what's on their mind you know and don't ex- you know um so kind of taking note of that that idea of okay I love how that makes me feel how can I give that and share that with someone else how can I reciprocate the, the feeling to, to friends, to loved ones, whatever. I just think, yeah, I think at the same time, we can't expect the world of people either, <laughs> you know? I think it's normal to understand when people are going through ruts or tough times where okay they're not in a space where they can text you you know little notes of encouragement all the time and that's okay everyone goes through waves I think just understanding you know the concept of treat others the way you wish to be treated. That was something I was taught like very, very early in life. And I just I really think it's so applicable to everything. And having the real realistic expectations of okay, I'm able to give this much today. Some days that looks a lot different than others. And for different people, that looks different. So kind of ties back to the point of realistic expectations on people. If like, it's maybe it's unrealistic to expect a note from someone, a text from someone every single day. I know that's probably an unrealistic expectation if someone had that on myself. If someone was expecting me to text them every single day, like, I'm gonna fall short of that expectation. (laughs) I'm gonna make time and make space where I can, but that doesn't necessarily look like an everyday thing. And it's just kind of feeling out growing friendships. And I know that that's really really challenging sometimes to find the balance and that growing pain period, especially with really close friendships, that growing pain period of just a change and a shift of individuals can be straining. But if you come out on the other side, it's beautiful. It really is. It's beautiful to be able to kind of grow and grow up with friends. Kind of evolve and watch each other mature and how, you know, certain people handle certain situations and admire our friends' strengths and abilities and, you know, X, Y, and Z. But I also think being sure of yourself allows you to be sure of the friendship you can give meaning when you are confident in your in your life and how you conduct yourself and where you're kind of at and how much you have to give it allows you to show up for friends in the best way now that doesn't mean you you're the ebbs and flows of self-confidence can stop you from being a good friend. That's not what that means. It means just having that grounding feeling in yourself and knowing that this is what I believe in and this is how I am able to show up for people is quite reassuring when it comes to the question of, am I giving enough? Am I doing enough? Am I being a good enough friend myself? I think being sure of yourself and the way you conduct yourself and how you're able to show up for people, if you can think about that and you're proud of that, I think that's amazing, especially when it comes to growing friendships, but I got advice from someone very close to me a few years ago that was truly a turning point for me when it comes to navigating friendships she told me about the concept of groupings now let me explain (laughs) so you have your c group of friends the friends that you enjoy the company of love when they come around but it just doesn't necessarily go that deep or maybe happen that often doesn't mean you don't love and appreciate them. It just means it's not necessarily your deep rooted friendships. Okay. That's group, group C, group B, the friends that are a bit closer to you and your life. You hang out with them a bit more regularly and are more of the go-tos, you know, whether it be, maybe they're included in smaller group events or, you know, just friends who, show up a bit more, but not necessarily like your deepest, deepest connections. And then you have group A. Group A is your ride or dies, the besties, the go-tos, the people you call when everything and anything in, is happening and they show up for you. You know, this group is your, your best friends. This is Now, when I say that, it doesn't necessarily mean the constant communication, friend, the texting every day. It could, maybe, for you, (laughs) but it doesn't have to mean that. It's just the friends that you would consider the closest to you in your life. Each grouping, if you will, of friends will have different expectations from you and for you. And what you expect to get and give to these friendships will vary. I'll also say that it's not like, okay, Sally, you're my group B and you can never be a group A. That's not what it is. It's very loose. It's just a concept of allowing yourself to form. Okay, what do I expect from this person? If I expect... A group A friend, a ride or die to show up when I'm going through a grieving period and they don't, and I'm filled with disappointment. Okay, what does that say? Do I have to reevaluate, you know, maybe our expectations of friendships and how close I necessarily thought this was? Or, you know, it's just a way of really, like I said, being able to manage your own expectations for people. This isn't public information. It's not like group B is better than C and group A is better than C and whatever, vice versa. It's not that. It's just a way of a personal way to have an idea of how to go about navigating different friendships And when this concept came to me, I think it was a really big turning point because I was able to see friendships in a different light. I was able to see, okay, who, who do I consider closest to me and who is someone that I, um, you know, really love in my life, but doesn't, it doesn't really go that deep or, you know, who is just kind of, Around, not necessarily very often or for that long, just someone I always appreciate, still a friend, but just, you know, not that close to me. It's just a way to organize thoughts, I really think. And it really helped me because I was putting group A expectations on group be friends where why am I setting them up for failure and myself up for disappointment things are changing things are evolving nothing's permanent you know maybe we're just going through a lull and our friendship right now is not as close as maybe it was a year ago or where it's gonna be in a year maybe in a year they're gonna be the closest person to me and to my heart but right now we're just not that for each other it's not that deep (laughs) it's just a way of organizing ourselves to show up and be the best version we can for someone and give ourselves accordingly and also not like stretch ourselves so thin over something that isn't isn't being reciprocated, isn't two-way street, I think I think the biggest thing, and I don't know how many times I've repeated it but just understanding what a friendship gives you, and what you can give it, and how you connect with someone, and what your expectations are, and it's nothing... It's not like you have to go up to a friend and say, "I expect you to text me bi-weekly regular updates of your relationship, your life, your job, and everything like that, and if you don't, we can't be friends anymore." Like it's not that deep. It's just it's just a way of, like I said, navigating these crazy years where everyone is all over the place. And I think finding some organization and some structure and some just, just finding some guidance in how to, how to be a friend and how to have a friend is, is, is the vibe really. It's kind of what we're going off of, but I know like some people really value low-maintenance, high-priority friendships. Myself, I definitely value that. I value knowing that someone is 100% in my court. They have a high priority in my life, and if anything were to come up, I would be there. But I don't need to call them every day to ask them what they ate for supper. And if we catch up every month it's like we just pick up where we left off. They're high priority in my life, but not necessarily don't take a lot away from you. Because our own personal bubbles and our own personal circles can get really full with all the other stuff we're juggling right now. Whether that be university classes, whether that be... Uh, demanding work schedule, whether that be a a new relationship, you know? Or what if you have kids in the picture? It's like their life is so demanding in so many different ways. A low maintenance, high priority friendship is... might be what works. (laughs) I know that's something I... I see a lot in, in a lot of my friends, friends is, we understand that if you call, I'm going to pick up, but, and if you need me, I'll be there. If I need them, they're going to show up for, for me because that love and that, you know, respect is there in the friendship. And that is such a beautiful thing to, to to realize. And yeah, I, over the past little bit, have been feeling extremely grateful for the friends I have and the relationships I have in my life. And it's such a beautiful, beautiful thing to look back on friendships. You know, some people I've been friends with for so long and the amount of stuff that we have gone through side by side is, some of it's unimaginable. (laughs) You know, some of it is just, okay, this has been a crazy roller coaster of both of our lives and we're just sitting beside each other this whole way. You know, it's just, I'm grateful for, for all of, all of my friends and my loved ones. (laughs) And I think, I think it's, it's great to get to that point because like I said, everyone goes through lulls and that's just people working with people like that is just bound to happen. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think the conversation in regards to just normalizing that navigating and evolving with friendships can be Amazing, it can be a beautiful process, but it can also be really hard to accept change and to redirect our expectations and what we what we see in our friendships. And also us as individuals, we change our needs change, you know. I am a different friend. Because I'm a different individual than I was 10 years ago. And that just makes sense. And yeah. But I think it's just such a beautiful thing. Whether they be years, years, you've been friends for years. Or, you know, a little bit newer of a friend. It's just beautiful to watch friends come and evolve in our lives. And yeah. On that note, I think yeah, that's probably it for this this week's episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed this and I hope you found like always something something in here to to connect with. And if you're listening to this and Thinking about your friends, send them a text about how much you love them and appreciate them, and yeah, tell them what's on your mind. Let's not be afraid to, you know, cheer our friends on and tell them how much we love them. I think it's so important. So... Yeah, with that being said, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the 20 Something Girl podcast. If you're not already, definitely head over to the Instagram page at 20 Something Girl podcast, give it a follow, and let's connect. But yeah, I hope you guys have a great week. Bye!